you know, as we're not, I'm not preaching much of a sermon on, on, uh, on 4th of July and freedom. And all. you guys know all that. We find freedom in the Lord. We got freedom in our country. You know, we, we experience liberty and freedom. Thank the Lord. But I want to talk to you about something a little bit more deep, something more that it, that it really impacts all of our life. And I want to talk to you about this topic that I am accountable. I am accountable. And, and I think when we, when we dive into this word, we're going to see the where the, the Lord is taking us, and I want to uh, allow the Spirit of God to do that. And, and over the next um, uh, few weeks, uh, we, we're going to embark on a profound journey of introspection or commitment and growth. Uh, over the next few weeks, we are going to explore our relationship with God through a through a series of pledges. You know, pledges starting today with a pledge of accountability, accountability, accountability. In uh, uh, each sermon that we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks or so, uh, in, invite us to the engaging more deeply with a, a particular aspect of our faith and spiritual practice. This, this is not about reaching perfection or, 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 or laying claim to a, a, an unattainable thing in our life but, or, or idea. Rather, it is an opportunity to sincerely examine our hearts. That we can examine our hearts. We're not going to reach the perfect of, of perfection. Ladies, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Your husband is not going to be perfect at the end of this series. But, but hopefully he's a little bit better. A little bit better. You know, and, and, and that's what we're thriving for in our life. That, man, we're, we'll never get to the place of perfection in our life. But, but, we, but we're thriving to do the best we can. The best we can. And, and, and review our spiritual life. And with God's help. Commitment, committing to ourselves to live out those principles are, 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 are fully, that we can accomplish that. And, and today our focus is on accountability, on accountability uh, is, is a crucial aspect of our relationship with God and to others and the church. You know, that, that about accountability, it is so important that, that if anything's going to stick together, if anything's going to, to function in, in your marriage, in your family, in your workplace, in your ministry, in the church, you know, it, it, it starts with understanding the topic of accountability, that I am accountable. I am accountable. The, the Bible tells us in, in, in Romans chapter 14, uh, verse 11 through 12, tell us that for, for it's written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. That we will give an account of ourselves to God. This scripture is a powerful reminder to our ultimate accountability to God. And, and he set the stage for our discussion on how accountability also extends to our relationship with others and our, and our participation in the church. It, it talks about we're going to give in a, an account for, for what we've done of ourselves to God. You see, when, when you think about life in this journey, you think, oh, it's all about you, it's all about me, you know, me, myself, and I, we just get along just perfectly, you know, as long as nobody else. But in reality, there is an accountability that you must establish that you are going to give for what the Lord has given you and what the Lord has entrusted you with in your moment of your life right now. 
So you're going to give that accountability. And as we dig into this topic of accountability, I want to invite you to open your hearts to the transformation power of God's word. To be receptive to, to, to his guidance and to make a pledge today because we, we trust in God who with his infinite mercy and love help us in our journey toward becoming more like him. That we trust God and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to open my heart. I'm going to open my spirit to understand that there is something that you have in store for me. But, but for me to get there, I have to understand the foundation of accountability in my life. Because if, if, if you have to be accountable to somebody. When I was growing in my house, I, you know, my mom would tell me all the stuff, what to do. So I told my wife, one, my, my mom one day, I said, when I get married, nobody's going to tell me what to do. When I move out of this house, nobody's going to tell me what to do. And then I got married. And how many know you're accountable to somebody? You're accountable to somebody. The Bible tells us that each of us will give an account of himself to God. And I want to share with that thought real quickly for the next few moments that I have left is this. We're accountable. We're accountable to God. We're accountable to God. The scripture just told us that each of us will give an account of himself to God. You know, as we reflect on this verse from Romans, we can all almost feel the weight of these words. It, it, it speaks of a responsibility that is both solemn and deeply personal. But, but this responsibility should not instill fear, but rather inspire a profound reverence for God and recognition of his rightful place in our life. It is that, that it's not that we have fear of him. You know, we, we don't live, we, we don't, God doesn't want us to be fearful of him, but he wants us to be reverent of him, to show respect to him. And, and, and there is a difference, not that you are you, you afraid to approach God, but, but in a way that you, you are afraid because you respect him so much, that you value him, that you honor him. You got reverence to God. There's people today, they have no respect whatsoever. They don't reverend God. They, they use the name of the Lord in vain. They, they, they just do whatever they want. They, they curse God. You know, there's no fear to God. Now imagine yourself standing before God, the creator of the universe, the one who knows every detail about you from the number of, of hairs on your head to the, to the secret hidden deep within your heart. He knows everything. Think about it. You know that when you lost your hair this morning when you were coning and, you, and that hair fell off? He knows about it. Their, their number Think about it. That, that's how marvelous our God is. I mean, to, to comprehend his, how awesome God is. And we try to put God in a, in a box. It, it's not possible. He knows. Every, look at all the heads this morning. Look at all the hair this morning. Some of you don't look at the one who are bald-headed. But look at the one who has hair. They lost all their hair already. God knows all about that already. But, but if you lose your hair, God knows, think about it. And I'm not making a joke of it, but, I'm, but think about it. Every hair in your head, our number, he knows every detail of your life. That's what I'm trying to say. He knows everything. He knows the, the depth of the hidden things in your heart that nobody knows. He knows all about it. 
He knows every detail. As you stand in his presence, you, you realize that there is no need for, for pretense or falsehood. Or, or he knows you better than you know yourself. You are in the presence of the one who is not only your judge, but also your loving father. That you are before him. God in his infinite wisdom has given us free will. He has given us free will. Every day we make choices. Some are simple. Others are complex. Some are, 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 are immediate repercussions. Others affect our, our distant future. With each choice, we shape our life. And while God's grace covers our missteps, it does not exempt us from the consequences of our actions or our responsibility for our decisions. We are responsible. We are accountable for every decision we make. We, for everything that we think, de desire in our life, you know that every action has a consequences. Everything you do, my friend, and, and we're accountable to God. We're responsible to God. The Bible tells us this. Says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also rip. Think about it for a moment. Whatever you put in, there is what's going to come out. You're accountable. You're responsible what comes into your home. You're responsible what comes into your life. We're accountable to God. We're accountable to God. However, standing in God's presence as a Christian is not about facing a harsh judge eager to, to point, our, point out our faults. Instead, it is about being lovely guided by our Heavenly Father who wants us to grow, mature, and walk in righteousness. That's what God wants you to do. That, that He is not wants to beat you down, but He wants to pick you up. You know, people walk around this world thinking God's mad at me. No, God's not mad at you. You know, maybe you broke His heart, but He still loves you. He still cares about you. He still wants to pick you up. Even, when, even in our failures and mistakes, God still loves you and wants the best for you. Even when you don't understand it. You know, you know how many of fathers or a mother or a family, you know, they, they do the best they can to guide you, direct you in this life. And sometimes we don't like it. But if you learn to submit, you learn to obey, you learn to allow them to guide you. My friend, they don't want to hurt you. They want to help you. And that's what our God wants to do in our life. You know, even though we're accountable to God, yes, we will have to give an account of our life, but not without the reassurance of God's forgiveness nature and his desire for our redemption. The Bible tells us in, 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 in the scripture, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we confess our sins. You come to God, you come to, you know, he's, you're accountable to God. You come and, and realize that, man, I messed up. I have messed up. But, but I would say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what? As we journey through life, we have the assurance that we are not alone. We are being guided, shaped, and even disciplined 
by a loving Father who desired the very best for us. Have you ever been disciplined by the Heavenly Father? I tell you, when he, when he humbles you real quick, when you thought you had it all together, you know, I don't need God, I got it. And then suddenly something happens to you, and he humbles you, he, he disciplines us. That's what a loving father would do. You know, or someone who cares about you. If I never disciplined my children, I, I'm showing that I don't care about them. You know, when you care about someone, when you love them, you know, you, you, you guide them, you show them, you, you want the best for them. You know what? Every father, every mother wants their children to be more successful than they, than they are. That, that's our nature. We want our children to, to do best. We want our children to do great. But, but it takes allowing you to be, to be guide, allow you to be shaped, allow you to be disciplined. You know, by people who love you, we can approach him. Approach him with, with, our, with our shortcomings and mistakes and our sins, knowing that he is just merciful and ready to forgive. That we say, God, even with all my baggage and all my messed up life and all that I've done, you know what? I'm getting sick of the life that I'm living. I'm getting tired of the lifestyle that I'm, that I'm doing right now. You know what? That I need to break that curse. I need to break that addiction. I got to break that habit. You know what? I ain't getting any younger. I'm getting old. I need to make up my mind. I need to make things right and, and, and trust God in my life. They would say, God, you, you, you know, you're merciful. Accountability to God, therefore, is not burdened by a blessing. It, 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 it is the comfort of knowing that we are seen, known, and loved by our Creator. It is the understanding that our actions matter, that our choices have consequences, and that, and that our lives have meaning in, in the grand na native of, 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 of God's creation. That meant that it matters. It matters. We, 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 give, we, make, we give consequences. You know what? As we pledge, uh, we pledge to be accountable to God. Let us draw to him with a, with a sincere heart full of faith, submitting ourselves to his divine wisdom and, and living our life in a reverence to him, to his holy name. Man, that we're accountable to God. I'm going to serve you. I want to worship you. You know what? But I'll, I'll, you, you love me. You care about me. But also understand that you are my judge. But, I'll, but, but, but you're merciful. You are merciful. Thank God that we serve a merciful God because some of us probably don't deserve it. But I tell you what, he is good. He is good, even though the, all the flaws and mistakes and, the, and, and all that you've done, God is merciful. Thank God for that. There's consequences to this life, to this world, to, this, the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the system of the world, that we still have to face the consequences of the, of the loss of the land. But, but, but with God, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I, I'm accountable to God. Not only we're accountable to God, but we also we're accountable to others. We're accountable to others. And, and this is important because when we learn 
the accountability to God. We, 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 we get that. We, we understand that. We, we realize that the, a Savior who saved my life, a Savior that changed my life, you know, I understand. I'm, I'm indebted to him. You know what? He has been good to me. And I understand the accountability to God. But what about the accountability to other people? That we're accountable to others. And this is important. This is important that, that established that, that or maybe not established, but it strengthens that relationship with, with, with your heavenly Father because we're accountable to those who are around us. People that we, make, that we love, the people that we make contact to. And, and as we move to this transition of, of our individual relationship with God, we, we transition to, into the, to, the, to the sphere of relationship with others. Our, our family, our, our friends, our, our, our colleagues, our, our, our neighbors. It is within these interactions that our accountability to God extends our accountability to others. Think about it. Hang in there with me for a few more minutes. Is that accountability that we learn? You know what? I'm accountable to God, and I, but, but I'm taking it a step further. Now I'm accountable to those around me. It is within these interactions that our accountability to God extends, extends to our accountability to those that we care about. Have you ever noticed how deeply in intertwine our lives are with others think about it for a moment we, we are born into a family grew growing into a community and develop relationships that deeply influence who we are we're so entwined we're so with relationship you know where we're born the family and the places we live we exist in a in a delicate web of relationships that shapes us, challenges us, and, and often reveals our true selves. It, it's with people. Think about it. I mean, think about how this is, a, this is the part of development of your relationship with God. This might not be a shouting message this morning, but I tell you what, it, it, it established your relationship to understand that, that not only they're, they're serving God like this, but, but there's others that, that play in, in, the, in the influence of who you are that shapes your life. You know what? The people that you contact with, the people you meet in your life, the people that God brings into your life, you know, some are for, for a lifetime, others for a season, you know, others for a, a short time. But somehow God brings those people into your life, you know what, that shows you that you're in accountability, that, that shows the pattern of where God wants to take you in your life. Imagine for a moment your daily interact, interactions with kind words, sharing with a, with, with a loved one, the unspoken tension with a colleague, the, the patient listening to a friend's vows, the rush, almost careless interaction with, with a store clerk, each of these interactions is a reflection of who we are. And each carried with a degree of accountability. Listen to what the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 6 verse 2, he instructs us. He says, he says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Think about it. This law sums up in Jesus' words, love your neighbor as yourself. He calls us to, to a profound responsibility toward others. It is not simply about being nice. 
It's about being willing to step into another's shoes, share their struggles, celebrate their victories, and importantly, hold ourselves accountable in how we impact their lives, that we impact people's lives. Man, it goes so much further than, well, you know what? We're just kind of getting through life together. No, no. People, God sends people into your life. Like God has sent us to this ministry, to this church, and God has sent us people into this ministry. You know what? We're, 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 we're building our relationship. We're building the kingdom of God. We, we, we're working together to fulfill the great commission. We have that responsibility, and it impacts each one of our lives. Have you ever considered how your actions and words affect those around you? Sometimes the smallest gesture can have the most significant impact. A smile, a kind word, a listening ear. Yet we must, not, we must also recognize the power of our negative action, our thoughtless comments, the, the, the broken promise, the missed opportunities to help. You know what? It has repercussions. It, it, have, it, it makes a difference how you interact with people. It, it makes a difference if you're kind to somebody, if you encourage them and you pick them up, or, 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 you, or you care less about their, their, what they're going through. You know what? We are accountable not only to God, but we're accountable to one another. We encourage one another. The Bible tells us and urges us. Urges, urges on in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 says therefore having put away falsehood let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor for we are members one of another listen this instruction is is an appeal for accountability in a relationship to be truthful reliable and honest not 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 merely ethical but but it's but it's a fundamentally to be christ-like that is what he's asking accountability to others also extend to how we use our words jesus remind us reminds us, i tell you on the day of judgment people will 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 give an account for every careless word they have spec you know what we we, we know that we have speak in our life you know what if you if you have said something you have, you know what, you know how many sometimes we, we, we say things we don't even know what we're, we're saying? You know, sometimes our, 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 our tongue is faster than our brain. And, and, we, and we say things, and, you know, oh, I'm sorry. No, God, be careful what, because words can hurt people. You know what I said, breaking stones and sticks, you know, that hurt me. You know, but, but words hurt more. You can get over a spanking. You can get over a hurt. Somebody hurt you. Somebody hit you. But, but words are, are deep in here. We're accountable to that. What comes out of our mouth, we're accountable. You, you got to be careful how you choose your word. You got to be careful how you speak to one another. You know, how you speak to your spouse, how you speak to your children, because they'll, they'll remember that for the rest of their life. You got to be careful what comes out of your mouth. The Bible tell, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word. That they have speak, they have spoken out. Man, we're going to give an account for that. Think about it. We're going to give, we're responsible for that. We're responsible for that. 
You know what? We, we got to be careful. That's why we're accountable to our family. We're accountable to our environment. We're accountable. You know what? We started the second half of 2023. My goodness, church, let us remember that we're accountable to a living God. We're accountable to God. We're accountable that we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to be kind to one another. Man, this statement isn't, you know, doesn't always, it's meant to induce fear, but to remind us of the power of our words and the responsibility we have in using them. Man, you know what? Not trying to put fear that we're going to give an account one day for what we say, what comes out of our mouth, but it should show us, man, we need to understand that that we have responsibility with our words as well. As we make our pledge to be accountable to others, let's remember that it's about more than just doing no harm. It's about doing good. It is about realizing that our lives are part of a larger community where our actions echo beyond ourselves. Let me just kind of say something. You know what? Not only, not only the words that we say in our mouth, but also be careful what you type on a keyboard. People are very brave and, and very brave and, and very ignorant to say things that their heart feeling is to people who are going through crisis. And you know what? You know what? That, that, that they say through social media and so on. You got to be careful. You're going to give an account for that. You got to be careful. It is about understanding that, 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 that in our eyes of God, we, we can treat one another in, in a reflection of how we value Him. How, how you treat God's creation, how His people, it shows how we value Him as our God. Listen to me, church. I'm almost through. Listen, we, we need to understand. You know what? This is going to help you, help you and accountable to God, but also going to help you, you, how to be accountable to your family. Those around you. Man, you know what? That's why Christianity struggles today because we're not living like we're supposed to be living. You know, our life that honors God. And the last thing, and I'm done, this is the best one of all. I mean, you guys are going to shout when I, when I share this. You're going to super excited. Pastor, I was waiting for this last point. This is the point that we are waiting for. We have looked forward to all this morning to this last point. And, and I, I'm going to share with you real quickly. I'm going to have a few minutes, but it's the most imp- one of the most important points is this accountability to the church. Accountability to the church. From our relationship with God to our relationship with others, we now focus on a unique dimension of our spiritual life, our accountability to the church. When we think about the church, what comes to mind? Do you see a building, an institution, a, a set of rituals? Or do we recognize the church for what it truly is? It, it is a living, breathing body of believers bound together by the shared faith in Christ. That who we are. We are a group of believers who have come together to share our faith in Christ. That, that who the body, that's who the church is. The church, thank God for the building. Thank God for the 
chairs. Thank God for all this. By the end of the day, we can all go together under a tree out there outside and we're still the church. Because the church is not based on a building. The church is based on the people who worship God together in one accord. That's who the church is. It's not the building. You know what? In America today, there's churches closing down every day. Every day, there's churches closing down in only America alone, the one the world is a different story. But in America, there are over a hundred churches that close. I came, I came across this statistic the other day. Come, Pastor. Harry. I, I came across this, this statistic the other day. Over a hundred churches closed. I, I think it was a month. A month, the churches closed down. You know why? Because there is no people there. People don't see church as important. People don't see church as value, that the church will make a difference in their community, that the church will make a difference in the life of your children, in the life of your grandchildren, in your own personal life. When you don't make church a priority in your life, church starts losing its value in the community because they say, you know what, church might not be important. So what happened, church will close down and becomes a street bar, a country club, a bar in, the, in that community. It is a shame that the people allow that to happen. But it's not about the building, but that's the building where people gather together. Church, it, 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 is, it is the responsibility you know, when, when, when you say, I don't feel like going to church, you, you're telling the world, God's not important. Listen, just play something. You need to help me out here because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say more than I should. I'm going to go back to my point number two for myself. Listen, don't, don't, don't take what I'm saying wrong. I get it. We're busy, vacations, event. I, I get it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when your church is just not important. We're all busy. We all got things to do. I get it. We got here and there. I get it. There's times we miss church. We have to. I get it. I get it. I understand it. But I'm talking about when it's just not important to you. When church is just not important to you no more. And your children see that. You, you model that to your children. You model that example that church is not valued to our life. You know what? You know that we are living the furthest generation from God than ever before. We're, we're, we're one generation away from really not people knowing who God is. Because a generation that's growing up today, church is not important. And, as, and the children grew up seeing that important, it will further, further, further. And before you know it, they, they, they will never know who God is. It happened to Egypt when they said they didn't know the gods of, of, of Joseph. The new king came in, the new pharaoh came in and, and changed the whole, the whole belief system. And, and that's where our nation is going right now. We, we better wake up. You, you want this freedom, you know, freedom to dance, freedom to... You better guard that. It might not happen in your lifetime, but it can happen in our grandchildren's lifetime. When there is no liberty and freedom. You know what? Even today, we don't recognize the America we knew 20 years ago. 
our nation is changing. Our, change, our nation doesn't look the same. You imagine 20 years forward from now, if they could get, if they could get in their way and changing things. It's changing. They're forcing it in you. They're, they're manipulated in you. We're so consumed. What, how many, let's see how many followers I got on my Instagram. Let's see how many likes I got on my Facebook. And my, let me see how many people follow me on TikTok. We're more consumed about the garbage out there instead of worrying about what's in our hearts. Man, am I preaching this morning? I'm a, and I, I, I tell you what, I, I better quit. I better quit because the hot dogs are getting burned out there. When we think about it, listen to me, I'm almost done. Imagine for a moment a body. As part of, a part of this body, we're accountable to it. And, and each other, our pledge of accountability to the church isn't a mere obligation. It is a joyful commitment to a, com- a community that matures us, challenges us, and shapes our spiritual life. Listen, we are a community this morning, a beautiful, a beautiful community different nationalities, different backgrounds, different education levels. But at the end of the day, we're all here working together, accomplishing the purpose to worship God, to magnify God, and and the preacher yelling at me. But until what? It's all good. It's all good. I feel God in this place. God speaks to my life. God is speaking to me. It's a beautiful challenge come together imagine for a moment a body each part has a specific function yet every part is interconnected the hand cannot say to the food i don't need you and then the eye cannot tell to the ear you, you're not important every part every part no matter how small is crucial to the dimensional of the whole body to function the body Every part is important. It's been told that if you take out, if you cut off your small toe, that, that smallest toe in your foot, you have a hard time standing. As, a, as, as gross as it is, it's important. That, that toe right here, right here, is important for me to stand up and walk. See that? that, that let me tell a young lady. They say if you take a Barbie doll and you take that exact Barbie doll and put in a real person, she will not be able to stand. She, her, her body shape is not a human body shape. You see, the body is important. And within the church, the similarity with the church, we are all interdependent. Each of us with our unique talents, abilities, and gifts contributes to the to the well-being and growth of our entire body it is a beautiful illustration of first corinthians chapter 12 verse 26 it says if one member suffers all suffer together if one member is honored all rejoice together man we're all in this together we're all in this together when you hurt i hurt when you rejoice i rejoice you know what you know what when you when you're sick we're all praying we believe we're accountable to the body of Christ. We're accountable. To, that's why you can't say, I know it doesn't matter. You know, just, no, no. We are accountable to the body. We're a church. 
our accountability to the church extend beyond just our attendance or our participation in activities. It, it, it involves utilizing our gift and our talents for benefits of the church. It is, a, it's, it is highlighted in Romans chapter 12, verse through 8. It involves encouraging one another, bearing each other's burdens, and collectively growing in the knowledge and love of God. Man, you're... Man. You know what, this morning there's a lot of people doing stuff. Some are cooking others. Some are working in the fellowship hall, getting things ready. You know, dumping on the, here in the sound system. Some here in the worship thing. You know what, we all have different gifts, different abilities, and, and they all work together for one purpose. <clears throat> one purpose. To extend the kingdom of God. Man, I, I can thank a moment right now and thank people who have made a difference in our lives. Who made a difference in my wife and I ministry here at this church. I, you know, there's people that God have brought that, that have entwined with us and, and have helped us to, to, to make the church better. Thank God, Pastor Eric. Man, thank God for his ability to lead in worship. Thank God for that. Thank God, like Pastor Darrell, he plays drums. Sometimes he plays keyboard. Sometimes he's out there running around. Sometimes he's out there rolling on the grass. I don't know what he's doing, but he, he, he's always doing something. Thank God for his gift. You know what? I, I, I think about, man, and I, and I know this might sound silly, but thank God for the multimedia department. You know, like Jason here. Man, God, Jason's so smart. He understands all this stuff. I don't understand all this. I didn't know how to, we had a funeral last Wednesday. I didn't know how to turn the thing on. I had to call one of them and say, how do you turn this thing on? How do you play a video? I don't understand it, but you know what? They're, they're gifted in that area. And, and some of you have gifts. And some of you have talents. They say, you know what? I, I, I use it for the world. Why should I not use it for the kingdom of God? You know what? Your leadership, your influence, your connections. So you know what? We are the body of Christ. We're going to further because one day God's going to sound the trumpet and we're going to be gone. And all the talent, all my gift and all my ability, you know what? It's going to be left behind. It, it won't matter where I'm going. All that that I know right now, it, it won't matter where I'm going because where I'm going, there's no need for that. There's no need for all that stuff. Where I'm going, it's, Jesus is the superstar. Jesus is the highlight. Jesus is the main act. It's all about Jesus where I'm going. There ain't no superstar preachers. There's nobody that who's super, who's going to super shine Jesus. It's all about Jesus. My Lord, I need to quit. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as, as the habit of, of some, but encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing. The scripture calls us to be active, intentional, responsive, bro, within the church. Man, being accountable to the church also means being accountable to our leaders. Oh, my Lord. You better play a good song here in a second, brother Eric. Because I'm going to just drop it and move on. Think about it. Being accountable to the church 
also means being accountable to, the, to our leaders. In this day and age, most don't want to hear that, but it is clearly what the Bible teaches. Listen to this, and I'm closing with this. It says this, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping a watch over your soul. Over your soul. As those who will have to give an account, let them do this with joy. And not with groaning of what, or for that will be of no advantage to you. So in other words, don't give me trouble. That's what it's trying to say. Don't give me a hard time. Don't let me be wondering what happened to Billy and Sue. Man, I, I, what, did they die? What happened to them? They just, they just dropped from church. They were coming to church and they just dropped. You know, he says, he said, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeper, keeping watch over your soul. Now your business, now what you do, your soul. My job is that you make it to heaven one day. That's my job. Your development and growing and discipline, that's up to you by reading the word of God. But my job is that, that you make it to heaven. So don't get mad when I ask, when I text you, or, hey, where you been? Man? I mean, don't get an attitude. Don't, don't get, don't, don't defriend me. Don't block me. Don't get an attitude. Just say, Pastor, I fell off the wagon. I need to get back on the wagon. Just be honest. I say, oh, man, we need to pray for you. You know, I, I'm, I'm calling Pastor there. I say, Pastor, what happened to so-and-so today? Do we need to send flowers or what, what's going on? We're accountable. Obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your soul. As those who will have to give an account. I have to give an account. You don't. You, not, you might not be responsible of souls. You might not have to give an account when you're there before God. But I have to give an account for myself. Then I have to give an account for my family. And then God's going to say, you're gonna, now you give an account for what, you, what I've entrusted you there on earth, the body. Now give an account that you preach the gospel. That you tell them the truth. Or, or that you sugarcoated the message. Were you truthful with the, with the gospel? You're going to give an account. I'm going to give an account. What happened to so-and-so? How come you didn't follow up with so-and-so? How come you didn't check on so-and-so? What, where are they? Well, pastors, I, I mean, Jesus, I don't know. They, they were going to church, and then I saw on Facebook, they, were, they checked in at the other place. I am my job now. We give an account. Listen, I'm making light of it, but I'm telling you the truth. We give an account. This is just not about going to church and singing kumbaya. And we, we, we're responsible to one another. That's what makes the body of Christ. That's what makes the church beautiful. It's us working together as we pledge ourselves to be accountable to the church. We commit to be active, engaged member of this body, contributing to its growth, welcoming its guidance, and sharing his, <clears throat> his support. This pledge isn't just about belonging to the church. It's about being the church. <clears throat> you are <clears throat> You are the church. 
Do not say, well, I just go to church. No, I, I, go, I, I go to church here. This is my church. I had a, years when I first came here, and I, I finished with this story. I know it took more time than I should, but I tell you, I remember when I came here, the, uh, when I first came, it, it was only a few hands of us, a handful of us, and most of them were senior citizens. They were not too sure about me. I was this young preacher coming in, you know, new ideas, new, new vision. You know, we're going you know, to do this, we're going to do that. And they watch. Sometimes I wonder if they even like me. But they were always supportive. They, they didn't say much. There was a man who I admired him a lot. And, 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 and one day I visited his house. And I wasn't sure how he felt about me. He got sick. I visited his house. There were other people there. And I remember he said his words in front of other people. He said, this is, he said, this is my pastor. He said, this is my pastor. He was an 80-year-old man. I wasn't sure if he even cared about me. And I was there by the couch. He was by the bed. I was praying with him. And other people came in. He goes, he says, this is my pastor. You know what? It changes. Because I realized, you know what? He, this is we're, we're, I'm his pastor. He cared about our church. To the end of his life, he started donating to our ministry and giving to our ministry. He saw that he saw he, he might didn't agree with everything we were doing, but he saw, you know what? There are souls being safe. There are souls being safe, and some of them, even part of his family. Marriages were being restored. His grandchildren's life were being restored. He saw the transformation. Listen, church, what I'm trying to say. We are one body. We're one body. We're accountable to one another. Don't give me a hard time. Don't give me a hard time. Because I, I, I will spank you. I'll grab like chunkla, you know. Put you back. I'm accountable. I gotta put you back in line. Are your parents ever do that to you? He said, I'm gonna I'm gonna straighten well, he said, I'm gonna straighten you out. He was trying to say, you get you getting out of line. I'm gonna straighten you out. You remember hearing that? Yeah, you remember hearing that? Hector, you hearing that growing up? He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna straighten you up. Get up on your feet as we close. <clears throat> God is faithful. We're accountable. We're accountable. We're accountable to God. We're accountable to those around us. We're accountable to our church. Lord, thank you for this wonderful church. Lord, thank you for this wonderful message. Thank you for this wonderful time of worship. Thank you for who you are, God. And thank you for our freedom this morning, God. Thank you for freedom, God. Thank you that we can preach the word, God, with no somebody watching over us. Thank you that we can worship you, God, with liberty and freedom, God. Thank you, God, that we have those privileges in this country. And Father, thank you for that we're accountable. Most of all, we're accountable to you.